0: Right, fast ready for the word of God. Yeah, a few us. John chapter one. Jesus is the light of the world. We're in a Christmas message time. There's one thing I like about dark nights and about living in the northeast of Scotland: guaranteed dark nights. Is that you see lights better, didn't you? Yeah, you see lights better in a dark night. Could you imagine? I, I'm probably never going to tour a lot of the world. I've sort of resigned myself to that. I've got more chance of seeing the wine than and Eiffel tour. Just probably, unless something happens laterally, I'm probably never going to see a lot of the wonders of the world, and I'm cool with that as long as I'm going to heaven. But could you imagine, Biden in a really hot country, the, the lights, it doesn't get dark, and you celebrate Christmas, and it comes to the switching on of the lights, doing a doing rod, that would be a bit naff, wouldn't it? No? <laughs> it just me, a tough crowd this morning, late night last night, was it? Could you imagine switching on the lights when it's already light? That's what I'm getting at. That would be a bit naff. One of the things I like about the dark nights is you get to see the Christmas lights. We didn't put on the big lights, if you noticed, this morning. Why? So that you could see this clearer. Usually, there will be a Christmas night that I'll bundle all the burns into the car, and we'll go to some houses that I didn't have any done. <laughs> and you will look at the lights. Like, if you see me looking through your window because you've got big lights on, hopefully the only stockings I see is the stockings hanging through the (laughs) fire, and you and your stockings. But it is awful rare. There used to be great hooses in Balgar and I used to go, I'm not just speaking to myself, we used to drive about. And go, whoa! Look at the lights! Look at the lights! Santa, the guy that used to do taxes, St Andrew's Drive, he always had he always had a big deal. He used to go like the, the Griswold guy for National Lampoons, like shh, shining light. And used to go, Jesus is the light of the world. It says us. In the beginning, the world already existed. The world was with God, and the world was God. He existed in the beginning with God. Can okay, us a lot of. To and fro in words, God created everything through Him. That's Jesus. Nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created. His life brought light to everyone, not just a few, but to everybody. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light. That was Jesus so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. People say, "Far as a new Christian, far do you start? in the the book of the bible as far best to start reading and it would be easy to say Matthew, mark luke john get the life of jesus but really it's good to start far for god starts and it's genesis because when we start speaking in john chapter one about jesus being the light the light that was to come the light that gives life to all men that john the baptist came testifying of the light he was near the light He wasn't the true light, but Jesus was the true light. You only really get the true meaning of what through the backdrop of the dark history of humanity. It just looks better in in, in darkness. It just makes sense as you read the Old Testament, I'm not going to go through it, but the fall of humanity, that we were plunged into darkness, we couldn't make a success for ourselves, we couldn't draw close to God in ourselves there is something inherently dark about us, inherently wicked. That there is no natural instinct to worship Jesus or to praise His holy name or to know Him, but we was completely lost. And under the backdrop of that darkness, when you realize that Jesus is true light and you found something so exceptional, so wonderful, only then does it really, truly make sense of Jesus being the light of the world? So you're not just adding Jesus as light to an already light room. When you recognise I was completely lost, and if I didn't believe in Jesus for here until the day I die, I would go to a lost eternity. Then how much do we appreciate that Jesus is the true light, not a phony light or a fake light? the true light. The first thing I would say here is the connecting light. My job when I was growing up at my granny Chris's was putting on the lights to the tree. Did anybody else say that job as a young person growing up? You had a couple of bundles of lights. Your job was to, because adults didn't want to do it, was to put on the tree. I don't care if this is still a thing, but you used to switch it on with great fear and trepidation because if they didn't come on, if it was the next job, check every single light, and that's trying to two on our lights. I'm about primary three here, okay? Oh, it was half a good of them. They gave you three spellings. But you still had the job, because they were connected in series, that you had to check every single light, and no light would come on. Unless you found the one broken in and then it just was just like magic, you replaced that and boom, the hell tree lit up. Jesus is the connecting light. He marks everything else marks since and everything else light up. What we have in common is Jesus. If we didn't hear him and we still came here and did some stuff, we would still be in darkness. But because he's in our life, he connects us to a holy family, neither Jew nor Gentile, but one family under God. And because he's in our life, we get to be the light that brightens up the gospel. I want to encourage you if you have him in your life, get him in your life. It doesn't matter what fit you do, you'll still be in darkness unless you get him in your life because he's a true life. He's a true light. You might be great at some stuff. Your family might think you're wonderful. You might excel in some stuff. You might be really brainy. a great job. But unless you have the connecting light, you're still in darkness. But I tell you, once you receive Jesus, I think i sort of starts to make a little bit more sense, even though you kind of work that hang out, because he's a connecting light. He's also the brilliant light. In Luke chapter 2, you came to this story as well verse 8, that it was at night time that the shepherds were on the night shift. They were There's only here the night shift. Isabel used to. A few. Andra, you're on the night shift. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you're on the night shift, you're tired you're weary, and I just imagine these shepherds at night. There was a few of them. They were probably out. It wasn't the best paying job. It was quite a less than common man job. The night sky, and it said suddenly, there was this brilliance of the glory of God, a sign that Jesus had been born of the earth, this true light had been born, The angels, multitudes of angels, started singing joy, joy, joy to the world. His light is a brilliant light, and it can light up even the darkest nights that you might hear. Even the darkest, gloomiest moments that we can hear gone through this life. Jesus is so bright, His love for you is so glorious. His grace for you is so true. His forgiveness is so real that even as though you as the chief of sinners that a glory can shine in your life and you can lift your eyes to heaven and say, I am basking in the brilliance of His lights. Could you imagine these shepherds that suddenly... In a moment, their life's changed forevermore. They would never have forgotten this moment. They rushed to see a little baby in a manger that the angels directed them to. Never forget, people, His light, the true light that came out of the world, is brilliant and can light up your life. The only moment or only day if you are feeling grief or gloominess, you can still put your eyes to heaven. And still say, thank you, Jesus. Nay, thank Him because of your circumstance, but thank Him in spite of your circumstance. And I pray that you would find, even if you're maybe approaching this season with anxiousness and dread and grief and loneliness, that like the shepherds, you would encounter the brilliance of His light in this season. A connecting light, a brilliant light, it's also an exposing light. In Matthew chapter 2 is a story of the star to the wise men. The first thing the star did was met them far out to lead them to far they were going to be. In Luke chapter 3 it says, all who do evil hate the light, refuse to go near it for fear or their sins being exposed. I thought oh, this isn't a very Christmassy point, exposing light. But I couldn't they get a of it? It says that the light is so brilliant that humanity would back off it and they come into the light because then the wrongdoing would be exposed. It's like this, a messy room. You want to tidy up a messy room, a dusty room instantly? Just damn the lights. Just just put the low light on, and your, your messy room will soon look a little bit tidier. Am I right? Because if you put the big lights on, you'll suddenly see the grubby marks on the TV for the kids, the grubby marks on every bit of glass in your living room. You'll suddenly see, if you look maybe closer, dust. You'll suddenly see fluff in your carpet as you just damn the lights. And just put on a TV. think's tidy. There is something about light that exposes. And Jesus says, "I'm the light of the life, but people refuse to come for fear or exposure." Then the light of Jesus shines in your life, and he exposes things that as think we have, that we cast sun." That's a good thing. The moment you realize that you was a rebel, that's a good day. But when Jesus starts to work in your heart and you think, ah, I've got unforgiveness, and Jesus is putting His finger onto that, that's a good thing. That's kind of a conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's to sort out of your heart so that you will forgive and you can live in fellowship in the glory and the brilliance of His light. Fast grateful that Christ's light exposes you then you're out of sync. This is vital for the body of Christ. This is vital for the church, because if we say, yes, oh, I'm a rebel, I'm backing off, I'm not going to get exposed, then you will be left in a lifestyle that doesn't follow Jesus, and He will not allow you to share in the glory of His light and peace and the beauty of fellowship. That the Holy Spirit, the abiding presence, will be your light, so that if you're out of sync, you'll care about it, so you can get back in sync. So if you're living a rebellious life, He'll give you a nudge. He'll let you care about it, not to condemn you, but to say, "Hi, hey, come out here, sort your heart, get forgiven, repent." And then you can live in the brilliance of it is, to bask in His light. And often in the church, when we do not speak like us, things go unchecked. And people think it's okay. I'm washed in the blood. I'll live how I want. And then I'll go to heaven. As true as that might be, because it's the blood of the everlasting covenant. Christ came to this world so you could live a life of freedom or sound mind or a plan or a purpose so that His light would be upon you and you could shine light to other people. I'm grateful to God for the moments that when I've been out of sync with him, He has not left me and just says, okay, do for you want. I am grateful that God's light would come and say, Kevin… That's near right, man. You're off tilt. Your devotional life is nothing like it should be, not even as a pastor but as a Christian. Kevin, your heart's near right. There's dust here. It's getting messy. You're complicating things. Keep it simple. Turn back to Jesus. Love on him and love the people that he's put you in. Only grateful that Jesus is an exposing light. There. are whole of humanity, the Bible says, wasn't that grateful. It says the true light came, and they loved the darkness so much, they loved evil so much, they refused to step over to the exposing light. Because in the exposing light, there's an admission that you're wrong. For often I'd seen Christians as just self-righteous do-gooders, sorry about that, but then I realised this: it was our humanity. They're the insane, the wrong. They're the true Christians. Are the one that's saying, "I'm being exposed here. My heart's being exposed before a holy God. The exposing light. The light that guides. The light that shines in a dark place." They got that wondering wise man, exposed for their art, but in a place to be in the presence of Jesus. Christ's heart is always for you to be at one place to expose for your art, but to get you into His presence, the holy of the is to encounter the power of His presence. Living a life for sin will take you far away from that place and into dark areas. It's an exposing, guiding light through mountains, through valleys, through trials, through temptations. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's committed to getting you far into the heart, into the presence of Christ. He did it for the wise men. He can do it for us. And lastly, lastly, so He's a connecting light. He's a brilliant light. He's a light that exposes and guides. But also he's the eternal light. I found it hard to paint a words how to convey this. Because there's great examples about connecting light and exposing light. But when I think of the Christmas message that Jesus came. As a baby to live, to die for us, He rose again. And when I think of oh, light and basking in glory and the brilliance and guiding, I can't help but think of oh, heaven, that He went through it, ah, nay to just to come to humanity, nay just to be a guiding light as we go through storms in life, but to get us to a place called heaven. Could you imagine? the eminence of the power or light, the eternal light that believers in the family of God will witness eventually, no eye has not seen, no ear has heard what God has reserved for His people, yet He has given us the Holy Spirit is a sort of prerequisite, or oh glory, looking forward to the day that says there will be no sun and no moon and no shadows, no lamps, no twinkly lights, no dark background, but just infinite, eternal light and glory because Jesus will be there, the true light. No longer having to get sin exposed, in repentance, and getting back in sync, and reloving, and being redevoted, and gone into 2003, 4, recommitted with my resolutions. Try harder this time. Just eternal light, colours that we have not yet seen, being transported into another realm. How wonderful. How wonderful. Are you grateful for Christmas? This is only the, the starter. The main course awaits. It's has got to make the starter look like some chicken nuggets, fitting <laughs> a happy meal. And the main course has going to look like an absolute king's banquet, but I'll keep to the text and the theme, light. The other option was this, that in unbelief you would die. It says we would put out into outer darkness, gloominess, again, the gospel of light just looks better in a back, black background. It's worth mentioning that He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He saved you for a place called hell. Now that God wanted to pick you here, but Jesus came to save you further, as He asks, which is quite a good deal, is to believe in the Son, the gift to humanity that He sent to save your eternal soul. If you perpetually say no to the gospel of good news, you'll ble- breathe your last, and you'll go to, to outer darkness, weeping, gnashing of teeth, warm doesn't die. How dark will that place be? Dark. Conversely, how light, you don't need to worry about that, you believe in Jesus, how light How brilliant, how incredibly awesome will heaven be? Nehmeh, ounce, or speck, or darkness, or temptation, or gloominess, or depression, or pulp popping. Just standing, looking at Jesus. In the description we get in Revelation, eyes like fire, hair like bleached wool the resurrected all-powerful Christ our authority is given unto Him. I wonder if it God looks like, but He's described as an unapproachable light, so light He can hardly even approach the throne room of God. Holy Spirit through rainbows and thunders and multitudes and multitudes of angels singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Name our serpents in the garden attempt His people oh, awa ah, just perpetual love, and light and freedom, and we'll be there if you believe in Jesus. Do not doubt it for a second. We've been through Romans through faith in Christ. We receive. Eternal salvation through the blood will see the scars on His hands, and we'll say, Thank you, Jesus, forevermore. Never rewritten in a place of darkness, but eternal light. Let's get the worship band up. Jesus is the light of the world. He came as the true light. Maybe you're struggling today. Maybe you're finding yourself in a dark place. I pray that the brilliance of God's glory would come upon you in your night season. But through His precious blood, we can all look forward to an imminence not yet seen, a blinding light. I was out for a walk yesterday you have to carry sheds with you these days, haven't you? Because the uh, sun's so low, I was walking up for bread seed direction. And to be honest, I hardly had a clue where it was gone. It was so bright. And I had something, I was like, oh, me? I had to cut through some hooses. nay, nee, through some people's houses, but through streets. Sorry through streets just so i couldn't get the, you understand if you're driving in that direction just noon it's a clear day it's very dangerous and i was like this is our blinding light and of course it was yesterday i knew if i was speaking on the day and i thought wow well, this is the brightness of the light of the sun and i'm squinting it's heaven gonna be like when we see the s o n maybe need a pair of shades but it says we'll get a new body. if well, what's that going to look like? And I can. Can't it be this eyes? Can't it just be human eyes? Because human eyes is not going to cope. A human eyes would explode. I'm going to need some night vision glasses or something to damn it out doing. But what an assurance we have. And of course, it's the festive season, and we're coming out of 2024, and we leadership teams and church activities and we'll pray for goodness and we'll pray for church growth and we'll pray for our families that we have the best year yet. We'll mark our resolutions. But cancer, one day it's all going to be gone. Jesus might come back before 2024. He might come back in 2024. There will be a generation that will simply look up to the sky and before they die, and they'll see him it says it'll come we angels and, and trumpets. The marriage feast of the Lamb has started. Do you think when he comes, <clears throat> do you think it's got to be gloomy? I think even at the 21st of December, if we came in the darkest day in the northeast of Scotland, I think if day Jesus comes and you look up, I think up, we'll then see if it light is. Yes. We will then see our eyes behold the power and majesty of oh, his glory. People will be running for the caves, <clears throat> trying to hide from him because his light will expose and they'll care that the time is gone. And I pray if you did not believe, put your trust in Jesus for that day will come like a thief in the night. He's never going to tell you when he's coming. Or if He told you, that it will be us time in four weeks, four months, four years. Sinful nature is us. I will live my life the day be- until the day before He comes back. The day before He comes back, I'll get right with Jesus. He's got a forgiving God. I'll just go into light eternity anyway. It's good it's unknown, because He just says, be ready for that day. I'm going to come. Be ready. A trumpet will sound, a light will come, I'll take my people to be for I am." Let's stand in His presence. I'm going to ask for His light in your lives, a true light, not a phony light. I came for it is to live life with a dark heart. I came for it is to live a Christian life in the areas of darkness when we speak about light. It's not just a subjective light. It's a light, of Christ, that is real, that is powerful, that changes who you are. We don't go by feelings, we go by faith, but also the light of Jesus does mark you feel different. For the fruit of the spirit is love, is joy. Joy is a feeling. Peace. It's a feeling. And let's just take a moment to receive his <clears throat> light. You can't fit faith is. Faith is the hands that receive. The gospel of grace is through faith. It's not about working, it's not about sussing out. It's have you got hands to receive God's promise? That's faith. Jesus is a Savior. Faith to be saved is us, have hands to receive. Christ is my Savior. That's faith. Christ is my wisdom. How do you receive that through faith? I receive it, but my hands out, I can't work out how it's done, but I know your promises is true. Oh, yes. Faith is receiving. How much of the Christ life is us? How much of God? I would say it's 99% God, 1% us, it's not 50% me. 50% God, 51%. I'm going to give you my yes, Jesus. Yes. The hands of faith. And maybe you haven't yet given your hands of faith for Christ as your Savior. I want to encourage you say your yes. It's so always looking for. For, them, for those that receive him, put the hand. He gave the right to be called children of God. Your Christ is to be received. And for them that are looking for some light, how do you, you receive the true light? And so, Jesus, I pray specifically for them that is still in darkness with a Saviour. That even now they would receive your hand. As you are here by the power of your presence they would receive you as Lord and Savior confess our need before a holy God, mm-hmm. that they need you, Jesus. Yes. And we as the body of Christ, the family of God, would encourage them, and disciple them, see them go on in true freedom in the ways of God. And God, at this, in the natural, the dark season, I pray for the glory of your light, to come upon Your people, the true light, the wonderful light, a light of brilliance, a light of exposure, and a foretest of the greatest light awaiting us. And yet we ask for a foretaste that the glory of Your light would shine, illuminate the gospel in our hearts, and Your body, the church, would be full, full, fall or the light of the gospel, fall to overflowing or the light of the gospel, that this would not be a dark season. Mm -hmm. This would be a season of light, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost, that this season, this day, we receive the brilliance, or the glory of the resurrected King. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.